It's the Dear Auntie Podcast with your favorite aunties, Carm and Co. Talk to me. What's going on with you? You need advice and they've got the answers. Auntie gonna keep it real. Hey, Auntie. Hey, Auntie. Hey, Auntie. You're tuned in to the Dear Auntie Podcast. Podcast. We are your favorite aunties. I'm Co. And I'm Carm. And we are here with some real life advice based on some real life experience. Mm -hmm. And that's it. It is not based on anything really factual no theory nope. it's just our lived experience yeah so we like to set the stage so that you know <laughs> what you have tuned into and what you are here for um it's been a minute it has hey y'all we're back um i went to see the color purple that's my life update did you it's a life update because i don't do the movies really why not I think that I'd be having too much to do. And while I'm in the movies, I'm like, I could be doing so many other things. Y'all want me fair. to sit quiet without my laptop for two hours? Now, that, it's hard. I'm not going to let not you ride that. with that reason. No, I thought it was just truth. that you weren't a movie girl. but I'm not a movie girl because I'm a work girl. But I'm okay. working on that. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So, so that was part of it. And then I also, don't judge me, y'all. And don't cancel me for this. And do not snatch my black card. But I've never seen... All of the original Color Purple. So I've seen scenes. Cool, I, yeah. I, I, I have references, right? I knew who Mr. was. I knew who Silly was. Like, I knew the characters. I knew the storyline. But I didn't know all of the details because I hadn't seen it completely. I know. Whatever. Every whatever. episode, I, I learned I, something I new about you that I, I don't know if I... So that'd be sometimes ashamed? I wish I hadn't learned. That's shameful. Is <laughs> sometimes it? I wish I hadn't learned that information. Have that you, you seen me. it? I have. It was really good. Um, I was in there sniffling, crying. Were you singing? What made you cry, Carmen? Um, I think I cried when they got Celie and um, Lord have mercy, the sister came back together at the end. Okay. Um, I definitely cried. Fantasia had me snot nose. I just really love Fantasia. You love Fantasia personally, so seeing her in the role did something to you? Yes, but I just feel like she really embodied the role, too. Like, I just, I felt it all in my spirit. I think to have that opinion, you know, the remake's so good. But I will say that the whole cast did amazing. Mm -hmm. What did you think about the entire cast? I thought they were great. I love that there mm -hmm. were familiar faces. So, yes. you know, Danielle Brooks, I'm obviously very familiar with her. Uh -huh. Taraji, obviously, we all know yes. Taraji. Chloe, uh, I mean, not Chloe, Hallie um, was in the movie. Mm -hmm. So being able to identify, you know, familiar faces, I thought was really good. I enjoyed the movie, but I'm not going to lie, y'all. It's giving struggle i don't like black struggle movies i don't like the i don't like slave movies and i don't like the post-slave period movie because this was not slavery but they were very that? much still is that the industrial what is it industrialization period um it's I like the sharecroppers the yeah. the black people started treating each other we're bad, not historians is what I feel like. yeah well no again we're not therapists or historians but I don't like movies in that time period, yeah. but I felt like I had to see it just because I hadn't seen the original. But yeah. shout out to y'all. Um, we talked a little bit about the drama from the movie. Yeah, we did. Um, I I don't know. What, what, what are you going to say about it before I go um, into my spiel? Nothing. Just that, you know, I think there's some... Um, the word on the street is that the, the cast was not treated well, right? They yes. didn't necessarily... It's all black cast, obviously. There were mm -hmm. literally, like, two white people in the whole entire movie. Yeah. Um, and so... Where did they the come from? Sentiment, they oh, came, yeah, they were in the original. Yeah. The, the sentiment was they just 
they didn't have their own like trailers. They didn't mm-hmm. have their own dressing rooms. The the standard things that most productions have, they did not have. Right. And so I think this being like a black slave struggle movie, and y'all got treated real bad. That don't say well. It's with just me. doing too much for you. It's doing too much. It's, it's too giving much. oppression. Yeah, I um. A couple of people that I know had that same sentiment, but I am of the mindset that I really do like movies like that. Um, Because I feel like my takeaway from Color Purple was sisterhood, was resilience, was the ability to bounce back, Mm -hmm. was... um, And this is a part of our history. Like, this is a part of our story. Um, You know, I think to dismiss that part of our story um, doesn't do us a, a service. So mm-hmm. I have a friend, she posted, she's like, I'm never going to see Color Purple. I don't I don't feel like being in the struggle, to your point. And I'm like, but it's so much more than that. I mean, you have these two beautiful sisters that come together. They love on each other. I don't know, Carmen, that was real, str- that was real struggly yeah, in the movie. But, it was lots but of But do you not know people who have... Endured struggle like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't want to watch them go through it. <laughs> I feel real bad for them. So much so that I don't want to see you going through yeah, it. Yeah, I It's like, you. I know this is, it's reality, right? Yeah. It exists. It That's not necessarily a true story, but I'm sure there are hundreds of stories that yeah. were literally just like this. So I understand that it is a part of our history. It's just not something I want to see. That's okay. it. That's cool. it. That's all. Well, I enjoyed it. Like you said, I think it was an amazing film. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, the girls are still doing press. They're still on their press runs. People are still giving Oprah hell. Um, you're one of them. I'm one of the people. Um, I'm you one know, of them. I am. It, I feel like black what, girls got to look out for each other, Carmen. That is the thing. Now, what it has you come think out. she's not well, that's looking what I was gonna after say, them. It has come out that, you know, supposedly Taraji made a phone call mm-hmm. and then Oprah, you know, handled it. I don't believe all this, though. Why not? Because I don't believe what the people try to tell us, Carmen. You know that about theorist. me. I am... <laughs> Not. I am not. What? Wait. Subscribing wait a to being. I'm not co- calling myself a conspiracy okay, theorist. Okay. So what do you call it? I call it a realist. Contrarian. I don't believe what. I don't believe what you're trying to tell me. I'm gonna read between the lines. So what? Do, right? So what? What so is, is true for you? Let me tell you what's true for me. Let me tell okay. you why I don't believe it. Okay. There have been several videos, and there's one in particular mm-hmm. that have come out of just random interactions with mm-hmm. Oprah and the rest of the cast specifically Taraji. There's a very specific video that I sent you mm-hmm. that their body language, and I'm no body language mm-hmm. expert, but their body language, Stevie Wonder could have saw their their body language was okay. off, mm-hmm. right? O- Oprah tries to walk past Taraji like she don't see her, then the photographer calls Oprah back to take a picture, and then they're like standing there, don't really know what to do with their hands because they obviously there's some tension in the photo, right? That is that. That's what I pick up on, and that's uh-huh. what I'm riding with. That's what okay. I buy into more so than Oprah didn't have anything to do with it. What's she supposed to do about it? How she supposed? You know, Cole, this is Oprah, you baby. You know, Cole, you're sounding more and listen, more like the girls in our comments. Listen, in every other that. scenario, we think that Oprah is just this powerful, strong, mm-hmm. this powerhouse. But when it comes to this situation, we want to believe that Oprah had no power and she didn't have no, anything to do with it. I'm just not. Want to believe is that we know how business as two business women. We do. We know how business works. We know that it's more, there's usually more going on behind the scenes that then is visible to the, um, to the, to the eye. eye. Agree. Um, 
But more than anything else, Cole, you're starting to sound like the girlies in our comments What they in the comments, Carmen? What they say? They are looking at a 10-second clip and thinking that they know about what's going on in the These whole episode. These are several clips, though, and y'all do be doing that. We're going to get on y'all. We're going to talk so about that. So y'all really just be going in off of a clip that y'all see. But, like, Carmen, this is several clips. Yeah. Several interviews, yeah. and we don't know. This is a, so. Let me just say, we don't know. We are. I. I personally am going off of just some stuff I saw on the internet. Oprah. Uh, I. 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 on co-side with, with it. Yeah, Oprah. Just in case you want to call us up, right? Check. <laughs> Come, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, Auntie. Oh, why you got some comments off? Let's talk about it. Okay. Mm. Cool. So. Getting into color purple though, and the cast of color purple, Halle Bailey. Hallie. She did her thing she and she did. just gave birth. She just gave birth. Yeah. And did you see the video of her like twerking in her little outfit? I did. That was hilarious. I was like, okay, give it this a little share. This is what I was doing behind the scenes. Giving share proper twerk, girl. I love it. I was here for it. <laughs> I really like her. I do too. I really like her. I feel like she has like a peaceful presence, a beautiful she seems voice. Innocent. Well, she seems Looks like she still has her innocence. Yeah. I'll say that. Not not like, you know, she just had a baby. So she's she having just, sex. She she's, you busted know, like, it I, I open. Don't mean, she's busting it open. She's twerking in her little slave uh, sharecropper outfit. So I'm not saying that, <laughs> but she seems like a, she still mm-hmm. has her sweetness about her. Yes. I think a lot of women who are in the industry, especially at such a young age, mm-hmm. they lose that innocence. They lose that sweetness. They, they don't have any, like, naivete. They are just... Yeah sexy red and I, I think she is oh, not well how you know? sexy get in it I saw I, a picture she of her straight. she did just catch her straight I'm just saying she's a very different did niece. you see that picture of her Which recently um, there is a pregnancy photo of her a maternity shoot I guess she had she looks really really good have you seen her before she no. was public sexy red? I have she not. She was a, a beautiful girl. I mean, not to say she's not beautiful now, yeah. but the pre, she's a beautiful girl. I was, I, I ain't gonna lie, I was shook when I saw the you photo. I was like, wow. So do you think that all of this is an act? Cleans up nice. Mm. Now that's, that's a good a question. question. That's a question, because who are you really, girl? I could girl? be rocking with you on that one, because it is giving, well, I don't know, now that I think about it. I feel like that's her to her core because I did see a throwback picture of her in the jailhouse on the phone with her baby daddy with some goals in the bottom of her mouth. Not to say there's nothing wrong with goals in your mouth and being at the jailhouse, but she represents um, a unique but part of the population. Yeah, but real part of the population, which is why I think that she is doing what she's doing because people Mm -hmm. obviously can identify with that Mm -hmm. and and like to see somebody who looks like them, you know, up in the spotlight. Do you know anybody like her? Hell no. Where would I today or in my in my lifetime have I ever known asking, anyone like, like are, her? Are you fam- affiliated with anyone like Sexy Red? Do you know anybody? No, I don't. Yes, I do. I have a niece, actually. <laughs> okay. I See, I'm a, learning a, something new again. How old? She's about to turn 22, I think. Shit, 22. Yeah, she's about to turn 22. Okay. Um, she might be turning 23, Jesus. But I feel like that demographic, it's giving Sexy Red vibes. The, the lots of tattoos, the ratchet ghetto. You could be smart as a whip, but you still want to appear to be sh- hood. Yeah. That vibe. Yeah, Why, I do. Mm. I could go on and on about this, but I just feel like there is a period in time where the girlies, they want to be street for some reason. They want to be hanging with the, the guys that's in the streets. They want to, you know. Yeah. You I, I wanted the, to be like that too, though, Carmen. You didn't go through. Like no, a, I did. That's why. Oh. I, like, that's why I know. Like, okay. definitely did, was not raised that way. Had a two parent household, Girl, middle class. Like, no, no. Yeah, and no I business. was out in the streets. I'm gonna tell y'all a secret. I think the statute of limitations is up now. Um, I was riding around in my mama's car with a drug dealing boyfriend 
who was carrying crack in his pocket. Not crack. Now, you, this was you long dealt ago. with real drug dealers. Wow. Like, I was 16 years drugs. old. Okay. And I was driving her car throughout the streets of Virginia, the Commonwealth. And anybody that's ever been from Virginia or been to things. Virginia yeah. knows if you drive through the state of Virginia, you probably going to get a ticket. Yeah. So, anyway. Risking um, it all. Definitely risking my whole life. <laughs> just Literally. to pretend to be like I'm in the streets. It can definitely um, get you caught up into some trouble. Um, I mean, there was just recently a story on social media about yeah. those two influencers driving cross country right, with the drugs. Right, I, Please and for stop what? For a couple of coins so mm. that you could put on on the gram. Like, I think so many people are literally committing crimes for clout. That's insane. It me. is insane. Nieces, please do please better. Please commit your crimes in peace. Or for in the private. reason that you came up with. Like, not trying to chase behind somebody, not trying to do what some <laughs> man is trying to get you to do. Like, right. at least do your crimes because you want to do them. The aunties do not approve. Speaking of Halle Bailey, though, I have a note. Okay. Um, I got to take back something that I said on one of our episodes. Are you retracting a statement? I'm retract- no, I'm not. Re- well, I'm retracting a thought. Okay. And I believe in... Yes changing, you know, coming across some new information. And changing your opinion. Changing your opinion. Mm -hmm. And so I publicly want to change my opinion since I publicly spoke my opinion previously. So in one of the episodes, we talked about popping out with a man. Mm -hmm. You were like, you don't like when people just have the emoji, like show his face. The heart over the face. And I said, I like that. I did Mm -hmm. that. That's me. And then I followed that up by saying, I think it's weird when people pop out with a baby. Mm -hmm. I did not explain that thought okay so what i meant when i said it was i think it's weird when people pop out they ain't had no man in sight and they just show up with a baby hey here's a baby he's she's so cute whatever yeah i think that's kind of weird but what hallie did in keeping her pregnancy private um popping out with this baby and now the reaction that she's getting from it made me rethink my statement because i think that First of all, who am I to tell you it's weird to hide your pregnancy when that is your own personal business, mm-hmm. right? I think that so many of us, like me, think that people owe us something on this internet. And that's what I got from the comments about her was like, well, you ain't tell us about the, the girls baby. are we, giving it to We her. don't want to see him now. And it's like, this is why she didn't want to tell y'all about it. Because good or bad, you're going to have something to say. Mm-hmm. You're tearing her up in these comments. And again, that's what made me say her reaction to all of this is just like, wow, the way that she's handling it with grace is really admirable. So I just want to take that back that I can see why y'all might want to keep some of this stuff private. Yeah, I mean, first of all, kudos to you for, for, for coming back and having a change of heart with that. But I will say, Auntie Cole, that I'm on the fence. Are you? I'm on the fence with it because I see the people giving her a hard time, which I don't think they should be doing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Hallie was kind of trying to play with us throughout the whole pregnancy, mm-hmm. right? She was getting on Instagram Live and the people were like, Hallie, you clearly look pregnant. You're, you know, you got the pregnancy nose, you got the pregnancy boobs, you got the pregnancy stomach. You're pregnant, You're girl. pregnant. And she's like, no, I'm not. Did she ever say, no, I'm not, though? Or did well, she, she just not she say said, anything? I think she said something like, well, I have a black people nose. Okay, okay, you know? okay. And okay. then, you know, she was kind of throwing those little things out. And then when the baby came along, she posted the caption on the photo. It says... Even though we're a few days into the new year, the greatest thing that 2023 could have done for me was bring me my son. Welcome to the world, my halo. The world is desperate to know you. And so she kind of threw a little shade, like, okay, these people are scrambling, falling over themselves, trying to get to you. Yeah. Here. Huh. Here you go, y'all. So how'd you feel about that? 
You felt like, keep that little funky baby to I yourself? I felt like, okay, girl. Like, I mean, I get what you're saying. I think she does have a right to keep her pregnancy to herself, for sure. Um, but one thing about being in the public eye, if you're pregnant, people are going to find out or they're going to want to know. Mm-hmm. Period, point blank. That just is what it is. And I'm not saying that people have a right to know. I'm just saying to act as if people are crazy for saying, hey, are you pregnant? Is a little bit of a reach. I do think it's I do think it's weird if you are denying it. I didn't know yeah. she was actually denying it. I thought she just wasn't yeah, saying it. Yeah, I don't anything. know if she full-blown full denied it, but I know she was kind of being like... She definitely didn't yeah. announce it. Mm-hmm. I do know that the baby daddy posted as a, on April 1st that he as was a, expecting. Right. And clearly it was really real. So they were, you know, playing, playing. But I am very mildly in a space where people know my business, you yeah. know, or people know of me. And I see how people act when they know things. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. So I can't judge you for how you feel like you have to, you know, present yourself, especially when the world is just so mean Agreed. and rude and Agreed. crude. And they t- they will talk about your kid. They sure will. So now, see, that's when... that's where you ha- There has to be some sort of line, It's getting right? prison for me. It's, it's, it's a lot. So I <laughs> cannot judge her for doing what she felt like she had to do to keep her sanity, even if it was just maintaining her sanity. Yeah. You know, do what you I gotta do, I think playing coy just entertained her yeah. and, and him. And, you know, we like it. Y'all like it. We love it. Moving Congratulations. right along. Congratulations. Halo, that's such a cute little name. I love it. Now, speaking of Color Purple cast, um, Vivica Fox, who was not in the Color Purple. What has she? Never mind. However, I mean, she got um, some wig lines and some, um, I think she's in some insurance commercials and some some things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, she came out with a statement recently. Uh, I guess TMZ or somebody asked her what did they think about Taraji's comments about the Color Purple and not getting paid um, her worth. Vivica Fox had this to say, to each their own. I am very happy, very blessed. Uh, I didn't have that experience, so you know. But to get your peace out is important. I totally understand that. And I love my girls for looking out for each other. But I'm good. Shady. I just felt like she could have left off the. What I'm you good. mean? She could have left that off. She didn't have to say. I'm glad y'all talking about that. But I'm good. But I'm good over, over here. here. Yeah. <laughs> and she was doing it while she was like signing autographs. She's like, but I'm good. It's giving mean girl. And I was like, wow, sis. I don't like it. I don't um, like it, auntie. And the and the main thing is like that doesn't have to be your struggle. That doesn't have to be your story. But. If another black woman, who you call your sister, is saying, hey, this is my story, this is what I'm experiencing, either you don't comment or when somebody asks you about it, you say, hey, I stand stand in solidarity. And you don't have to speak to your personal experience, but we all know that black people are not treated well. So you could very easily say, historically, black women have not been... You don't have to have a personal experience, ma'am. Anything. But what you don't do is say, I'm good and tilt your head. (laughs) I'm over here. We good over here. Like that. Yeah, don't do that. I don't like that. Very mean girl. And it gives people a reason to be like, See, what? I told you. But No, it gives Vivica. me a reason to be like, but Vivica, what movies have you, like, what are we talking Yikes. about here? Yikes. I, who would have said that, though, had she had been you not quiet? Now you open, open the up the gate. can of worms to be like, to, to just give people a reason to say mean things about you. So yeah. keep mm. it cute. Just keep it cute. Keep it cool. All right, so... Speaking of keeping it cute. Yes. Ah, get into it, please. Cat Williams. Get into Come it. Come on down to the studio, Cat Williams, because I, let me tell you. I would love to have Before Kat. we get into the drama of Cat, 
as an entrepreneur, yes. I am so inspired uh-huh. and so just happy for Shannon Sharp. Okay. 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 The fact that he could have one guest. They did. I saw the post with like the statistics, like the, the Cat Williams so effect, right? His video has what fifty million views at that time. It's more than that now. Mm-hmm. But what really did it for me was that this one video, this one conversation, two hours of his life, out all, over the years of time that he's been putting in work, right? He gained almost one million subscribers. And I one, was one million. And I was one of them. Listen, did, had you ever watched an episode before? Had not. Had you had any interest in tuning in prior to? Not really. As an entrepreneur, y'all, if you happen to be a business owner out there, just take this as a, insp- as a source of inspiration to know yes. that all it takes is one. Like, you are literally one conversation, one collaboration, one connection away from that next level. You better level. preach. So I just loved that part of it as just an entrepreneur. But as a truth teller, that's what mm. I feel like I am. Don't call me no conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I'm a truth teller, okay? As a truth teller myself, someone who has publicly stood 10 toes down on things that I believed in face, Mm -hmm. you know, facing the fire, having the people trying to cancel me because I'm calling people out and willing Mm -hmm. to have those tough conversations. I appreciated it. I appreciate somebody who can stand 10 toes down, judge me, talk about me, but you ain't going to be able to say I'm lying. So I agree with you to an extent when Mm -hmm. it comes to Kat. I love Kat. First of all, let's go back to Shannon Sharp. I loved the interview. I have watched it several times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the best three hours of my life in the last month or so. Um, just, but aside from that, though, I while I'm happy for Shannon, I do think there needs to be a conversation about journalism. Well, he's not a journalist, though, Carmen. That's my point. So <laughs> my point is, when we talk about the people that are blowing up and getting all this attention, and this is, of course, I'm not hating in any way. Hating ain't never been in my blood at all. What I'm saying is, there are people out there that put in time, put in work to host interviews mm-hmm. and be journalists and do things like that. I personally think the interview could have been a hundred times better if a real journalist had Cat Williams right there on the seat because essentially Cat interviewed himself for three hours. All he did was sit down in that chair. And as soon as he sat down in that chair, he said, he Now let me tell you something running. else. He hit the ground <laughs> running. And the things that Shannon Sharp, a real if a real journalist was there, they could have called out some of the things that Kat was saying. So mm-hmm. a lot of the things Kat was saying, like he said, I read 3,000 books in a year. I think, Carmen, that that has been fr- proven to be true, actually. No, it hasn't. He was, yes, he was. It's physically impossible. No, it's not. He was a part of, literally, he was a part of some program when he was a child. I, I, because of all of this, people have dug into this. So there is, supposedly, okay. supposedly, there's some truth to it. But we don't know. But anyway, go ahead. I'm well, a, a real journalist, journalist would have at that. least pushed back. They would have said, he would have said, well, when and where and what kind of books? And, you know, they really would have gotten to that kind of thing. And I 100% am team Cat Williams. I think the truth-telling aspect of it is amazing. But I think anybody worth their salt can understand that a lot of the things he was saying were slight exaggerations. Exactly. It was and, an old uncle at the cookout right, telling a story. That's, yeah. you know, barbershop mm-hmm. talk, period. Um, but my only my only little issue with it is that I feel like when 
these shows come out, they should definitely try to make an effort to get real journalists and people that can have these conversations um, and push them to the forefront. Well, I think he mentioned in talking to Shannon Sharp, like, I'm going to Oprah next. Like, I think that mm-hmm. was a part of the conversation. So Oprah, real journalist, I'm sure she'll get, you know, I if, if so. you go on down to Auntie O, I'm sure she'll get a different perspective from so. what Shannon did. But I think I have seen several episodes of Club Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp's podcast mm-hmm. prior to Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. And it is very much so like barbershop talk. It's very much so sitting on the couch, sipping on a drink, yeah. having that back and forth banter. And I think that Shannon was probably so and he said this, like, in his post-interview about the interview. He was like, I had this list of questions. And then you sit down in front of me and do this. The, list go, <laughs> the cards go out the window. Like, And as a podcaster, if yeah. I have a plan, and then you sit down in this chair, and, and the conversation and goes in a different going. direction, I think that I'm doing my audience a disservice if I keep trying to steer it back to my original plan mm-hmm. that I had instead of going going with the flow. He didn't, have to, he didn't have to go with his plan, but... Like I'm, like I said, a journalist can follow up with questions. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be on a cue card. It doesn't have to be something right now. If you come in here and you say, uh, Cole, you say, I went to Africa and I put my hand in a, a gator's mouth. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, word? You know what I mean? Instead of being like, so did the gator bite back? Where, how did you get, you know what I mean? To I, me, having being able to follow up with important, relevant questions is important when we have these conversations. But don't get me wrong, it was entertaining. No, I think people are annoyed by that. I've heard that um, several times, and, and you know, he even addressed that by saying, you know, I'm not a journalist. If you want a journalist, he's going to have to go sit down with a journalist to have that type of conversation. Yeah. I think, though, that, you know, it's like if Cat Williams would have sat down with Gail, probably would not have been as entered. It would have been a different yeah, style no, sure. of conversation. So I think we got a lot of entertainment out of it. It was a great two hours Listen, and 46 minutes. I Quotables, loved it. gems, jewels, business lessons. I got a whole lot out of it. And I got a lot of tea. And I got a lot of truth, which is what <laughs> I'm all about, especially for 2024. I am moving. We talked about this. Like we We're not trying this. to be nice. My focus is on making sure I'm a good person. And I believe that that is the same spirit that Kat is operating with. Like, I'm not out here trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be friends with everybody. But I'm going to stand ten toes down in what I believe in. I have my morals, my dignity, his booty hole. He said he still got his booty hole intact. Well, I'm glad he has that intact. So, you know, you know I'm, I'm, right, I'm here for it. But my, main, my other takeaway, though, was um, when we talk about truth-telling, he was only coming for, in my opinion, I think it's a difference between just coming at people's necks mm-hmm. versus coming at people's necks who have done something to you. Mm-hmm. I, was, felt, oh yeah. mm-hmm. I felt like everything he said was in response to something someone has ever done or said about him. He did not just pull out his gun and start shooting yes, people. Yes, exactly. He respo- and specifically, a lot of the things that he said was in response to things that were said on Shannon Sharp's podcast right. previously. So I think that even when Kevin Hart responded, he said, like, get that hate out your blood. He tried to make it seem like he was a hater. Cat Williams was just a hater. He was just mm-hmm. mad. But there are several clips where Kevin Hart has gone out publicly on different on platforms and talked about Cat, said he was, a, you know, he was on drugs and just all of these things. And this is, you know, from what I know, this is the first time that Cat Williams has really responded to any of these allegations over all of these years. we haven't years. heard from him in a while. We haven't heard from him, but we have heard about him. We've yeah. heard several times he's gotten arrested. He's been to jail. He's on drugs. Like, that has been the the um, reputation that he has. Yeah, so I think that it was his right to come and clear the air. And I liked it. Let me tell you what else I like. (laughs) Kevin Hart's ex-wife, 
Tori, mm. Tori Hart, yes. who supposedly, allegedly, was the genius behind the original Kevin Hart, the funny Kevin Hart. This new Kevin Hart, the white version, <laughs> white, whitewashed Kevin Hart, the corporate Kevin Hart. Lord you know, have mercy. Not, not my favorite Kevin. But the the Kevin Hart from back in the day, supposedly, so Tori she was, was behind writing him. his jokes? She was writing his jokes, supposedly, allegedly. That's what the people are okay. saying. And she's now on tour with Cat Williams. That is my type of petty. I'm Talk here about for it. The I'm joke's on it. you. The joke's on you. Let's go make this money talking some shit about you, mm, Kevin. Mm, mm. What do you think they're going to talk about on the tour? Kevin. That's what they should talk wow. about. Wow. Em- how embarrassing that is, is that? very embarrassing because what can you do about it? Oh, my ah, God. Nothing. <laughs> and you tried to shit on this lady, which is why I really am here for it because if it is true that this lady was the reason truly the reason why you are who you are and you like ran off on the plug twice and you know ran off and started this new life with this Mm -hmm. new girl you deserve this buddy man speaking of Kevin Hart I got one more thing okay what's up your girl Tasha K I'm so sick of hearing her name here you're gonna hear it one more time Tasha K is in the news once again because she's now into it with Kevin Hart so apparently, and not even apparently, we know that Kevin Hart is just not the nicest person in the world. We know this. This is common information. If you do not know, and if you think I'm making it up, go watch the documentary that he created about himself and see what you think if he's a nice human being. I don't remember. He made a whole documentary, girl, and it was such <clears throat> a bad look. It was such a bad look. Go go Google it yourself. But anyway, supposedly, an ex-assistant of his mm-hmm. is Coming out, she's done an interview with Tasha K, and Tasha K tried to extort Kevin Hart by saying, "If you don't give me two hundred fifty thousand dollars, I'm gonna new. do this interview." She got this dirt on you. She was supposedly talking about some sexual case that he has, allegedly, and so Tasha K is now being sued. Good, good. While she still owes Cardi B. Good. I hope they you sue her out. Of, I'm gonna sue her. I hope they sue her out of house and home. I think. They already have. She, like, tried to move to Africa. Because you can't just keep saying stuff about people. You can't just keep saying stuff about people. And having people come on your show to spread rumors. Defamation is a real thing. So how does this... But if you're not a real journalist, you don't know that. So Tasha K is not The a law doesn't have rules like that. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and if you've previously gotten sued to the tune yeah. of $400 million or however many yeah. millions you owe, I'm sure you should have learned your lesson. You know this is illegal. So I really don't get why she's doing why? it. Why? And, and to the assistance, what? I can't stand me as somebody who is had their little feelings hurt mm. and decides to come back and be vindictive. I yeah. just think that is just disgusting behavior. Um, if you work for somebody, you work for them, and whatever you learn while you were there, keep it to yourself. And I'm sure you signed an NDA, girl. I'm so pretty sure of it. So both we, of y'all going to end up What are we talking about? In $4 million dollars to Cardi B. I'm sorry, I said 400 and that was outrageous. I had to look at my notes And again. the thing about it is Cardi tried to show her some grace. And she kept talking. And she kept running her mouth. So yeah. to your point, is it mental illness? I, I, I'm not being, I'm, mental illness is not a joke. And when I said that, I was being serious. No, I'm Because for ass. you to do these things, something, yeah, something is not is connecting. Off. Yeah. So, oh, mm. Father God. Well, Speaking of not connecting, we got to talk about Megan Good. Oh, my. Because I feel like you was about to try to skip over it. My, my, but my. we cannot. <laughs> because Auntie Meg. Oh, Megan. I have in my notes, Megan Good is going out bad. Put that on the, on the timeline an interesting character what is happening with her career her reputation i feel like she is allowing jonathan majors her new boo to bring her down into the mud is it her boo 
It's her fake boo for the cameras. <laughs> I mean, is it true? Is it a true boo? I don't think so, but it's a paid boo or a business arrangement or something. But how is it a business arrangement if it's messing up your if business? It, hello. Hello. That's the part I don't... I see how it could work for him, but I don't see how where this could benefit are, her. Where is everybody's friends? Her sister. And she family. Has a, and Lamaya, I think. Lamaya Good. Call Megan. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> you, you have... From the outside looking in, it looks like Ooh. you and Eric Bellinger have a nice relationship. Can y'all have an intervention for your sis? I'm very confused. And concerned. I'm very confused. I was even more so confused when I saw Jonathan Majors walking around with that sweatshirt tucked into his pants. Like he was <laughs> an 80s wrestler, Jim Rat. I was like, sir, now what is really going on? Because just a month ago, you were a, a paper boy from the 1920s. That's how you were dressing. So now Who you're is this a wrestler, man? WWE. Who is this man? Who is he and where did he come What's from? What's happening? I am so confused by his whole life. His obsession with Coretta. His obsession with looking like he's Martin Luther King. Let me say, let me say something about that. Because I'm, I'm about sick of it. And we just came up off of MLK Day. We did. Right? So I didn't get to tell y'all on Instagram because I was busy. But since we have a whole podcast, I want to say, y'all leave Coretta out of this. She didn't cause some strays, Y'all leave Coretta out of this because one thing about it, you have to be in MLK to have a Coretta. That part. I am so sick of y'all Negroes. Saying how y'all want a Coretta this and a Coretta that. And you haven't done a tenth of anything that Martin Luther King Jr. has ever done for the nation or the world at large. How dare you all keep using this lady's name in vain? And Bernice had to get on the internet last week to tell y'all to shut the hell up. So I have a question. The truth teller in me okay. will not allow me to not say this oh, because God. allegedly as great and impactful <laughs> of a man mm-hmm. that Martin Luther King was, I think that it's common knowledge that he was not as amazing of a husband to Coretta. So I fear mm. that part of the sentiment of getting a Coretta is a woman who's going to hold you down, who's going to stay down, who's going to be ten toes down while you're doing your dirt. So I don't know that that is something so we should they subscribe are... to be. Not taking anything away from his legacy, the work that he did, the impact that he made, but him as a man, I don't know that it was that same character. So are we aspiring mm. to be Coretta? I am not, me personally. And when you say y'all ain't out here doing what Martin was doing, mm, that makes me give you the side eye carpet because what was Martin out here doing in the now, streets? I don't not think... at the march, but in the streets. Now, we can't discredit a man's life work over a little cooch on the side. No, that but that's what we're saying? No, no, that's not what we're saying, Carmen. See, they gonna cut they gonna cut me you up in the comments. It? That's not what I said. I said we're not taking away from the work that he did. Oh. I said that. Okay, I'm I just gonna double check. The word on the street is that who he was personally was not in alignment with what we know about him professionally. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. So when we're talking about when Jonathan Major said I need me a Coretta, he was talking about personally. Not saying that he was Martin Luther King mm-hmm. as a public man or a leader. He was saying, if I'm out here, I need you to hold me down. So I'm just saying that I don't think that you necessarily have to be the best man in the world to have a Coretta if Martin wasn't necessarily the best man in the world. But we can move on. 
because I don't yeah. want them to get me. But long live Coretta Scott long King. Live. And just to yeah. be clear, because I would be remiss if I didn't say this, Coretta Scott King did so much for the nation, and like her husband, the world at large, she was not just Martin's wife. She was a activist. She was a strategist. She was behind a lot of the strategy of the movement. She was a feminist. She was a a powerhouse in her own right. So I'm always striving to be like Coretta. And I just got to put that out there as a black Does woman. Does it take anything away from her if you knew, you, mm-hmm. like you knew, not a rumor, not me just sitting here saying that, mm-hmm. but if you knew that, and I'm totally making this up, but if you knew that Martin had six outside babies and he had 12 white women that mm-hmm. he dated over his life, over the course of their marriage, mm-hmm. would that make you look at Coretta any different? Or do you not think that who she is and what she settles for or accepts personally has an impact on who she is professionally? And that's just me asking you personally. No, I don't care about any of that. Okay. Um, their personal life is their personal life. I don't know. Do you know any Coretta's or MLK's? In what in what sense? And, and the impact that they've had on the nation and the world at large. I don't know anybody that's done anything quite like that. Well, have. but the question is, does the impact that you have on the world, is that more, does that hold more weight than the impact that you have on the people closest to you? This is what make, makes me say this. Yes. Because, well, let me, let me, mm-hmm. let me give you my example first, Carmen. Oh, you asked the question. So, Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. his daughter, Layla Ali, did an interview where mm-hmm. she talked about the image of Muhammad, this great man is not who she knew personally as her father because she didn't get that version. Mm. He was out in the world impacting the world in such a way that he didn't necessarily have all the time to impact his family in that way. Mm -hmm. So me, as in this seat that I'm sitting in right now, you know, being who I am personally and having what I have going on professionally, I think that there it does hold some weight who I am as a person. Otherwise, that's just like saying you could be, you could be out here like beating women at, at night, but you can be out here on the pulpit in the daytime, and they don't have anything to do with yeah. each other. No, I see what you're saying. I don't think, I think those things do not outweigh the impact. When we talk about impact, when we talk about global impact of a person's work, lifelong work, mm-hmm. and we're talking just about MLK in particular, does him having Cooch on the side outweigh the fact that he led a global civil rights movement absolutely not um does r kelly peeing on little girls outweigh the fact that he wrote step in the Na- name of love absolutely see so but you, i think you just proved my point carmen well no i'm just saying because we were talking specifically about coretta and martin so to to me their impact and again r kelly is not in any way on the same level as mlk so that's probably not even a good comparison but the impact of their work is just far beyond anything that any of us could ever imagine. So if Martin Luther King was going home at night and abusing his children, that would not impact the work that he did with the world. Absolutely. That's what, But abuse and side cooch is not the same thing. That Those are two different... There's levels to shit. There is a levels to shit. My level is morality. <laughs> Your morality, so there could be things that you do that people think are immoral. I agree. I agree. I think it's your personal scale. So, but I think everyone can agree that child abuse, well, most people 
could agree that child abuse is wrong. Most people would agree that it's wrong to go home and beat your wife's ass. Mm-hmm. Most people would agree on those things. Most people agree it's wrong to have six children on your wife. And, and again, he didn't do these things, y'all. Don't. I'm not saying he did that. Just giving. You but an there would be levels. That's what I'm saying. Like me stealing a pack of gum out of Walmart is not the same extent as me going home and murdering my husband. It's not. But you still like they're both immoral. Yeah. But they're not on the same level. Like side cooch versus peeing on a 14 year old. Mm, not the same thing. Not the same. <laughs> okay, we can agree to disagree. I want to know what y'all think. I think yes. this is a, this is what y'all tune in for because me and Carmen never agree on anything. So it's let us know good. who y'all are in agreement with. I would love to know. All right, where are we? What are we doing? Let's see. Who we have gotten away? Do you fart in front of your man? I was hoping we could skip over that. No, we want to go talk about it because we were talking about Shannon Sharp. He's actually and, a ridiculous person. And Ocho Cinco. So I want to know, like, does that do something for, does that negatively impact your relationship? Because me personally, I would never fart in front of my man. But apparently, Ocho Cinco is saying that's how he knew that that lady was the one for him. That's so embarrassing. If my husband went on a show talking about, you know, like, get out of here. No. So I would like to start by saying that I think Shannon Sharp is ridiculous. With most of the things that he says, I think that he is just a ridiculous person. His standards in women, it's like, bro, get out of here. You just going to be alone forever. I think it's crazy. So I disagree with most of the things that he says. However, I am in agreement that that is just not ladylike. Okay. You know, we're on the same, we're, we agree we're on on the same page about that because yeah. I just could personally never bring myself to do it. And I feel like my husband would be super grossed out by it. I mean, sometimes you, if you, now I will say mm-hmm. when you're sleeping, things can happen, <laughs> you know, the booty gets loose, A little the gas can come out, but sitting like we're watching a game and I just, <laughs> And I'm just going to keep just, you, you know, watch that. Now, no, that is a level that I will never get and to. And you're like, hee, hee, hee. That's a nev- I will never get there, no. I don't want to hear it. If it accidentally comes out, I don't, no. I had an ex-boyfriend that would want me to be in the bathroom while he was taking a boo-boo. Mm-hmm. Like he would want me to, like he would call like he me in there and just have a conversation. And it's like he wanted to have the deepest conversations while he was taking a crap. And I would just be <laughs> moving around the house. He'd be like, "Hey, Carmen, come here." And I'm like, "Okay." I go in there. He's cheek spread on the toilet. Men don't care about stuff like that. They're just. But I feel like people. he would feel the same way. Like it was in reverse too. Like if I was on the toilet, he would it was come, he the same. Out. And I'm just like, eh. but I was just wondering your thoughts on that because since we were talking Shannon Sharp, um, that was on a recent one of the episodes that I was catching up on because I've been binge. You've been going back listening to all of the episodes now. So to your point, kudos, Cat uh, Williams you for giving their views. Subscribers. Up. I want to know what that check was like. But... Me too. Me too. Um, so. I want to talk about an auntie that we should never be. Okay. Um, This is an old school auntie. Some of y'all might know her. I forgot what films and shows she was in, but her name is Paula J. Parker. If you don't know what she looks like, she's like the girl that has like the gap and she, I'm trying to, oh, she was um, Proud Family. She's been on so many shows. I think she was the mom on Proud Family. Um, that doesn't count, Carmen, because that was a cartoon. So they can't know who she that's was. Iconic. I know, but they can't picture her face if she was a <laughs> Well, she, if y'all don't know what she just Google, Google Mama her. on Proud Okay, Google her. Okay. So anyway, um, taking it back to Cassie and Diddy's case, um, I forgot to say this on the last episode, but I wanted to say it now. 
So she had posted something um, when Cassie came out with the allegations from Diddy. And I just thought it was so disturbing and just so nasty. Like, that's not how we're supposed to talk to our nieces. So she says in her post, by 19, we're all strong enough to make choices that affect the rest of our lives. If you can't say no, you're not built for it. Take that midnight train now before you get yourself in trouble. I'm trying so hard to see the victim here. But do sex slaves usually get picked, usually get to pick their sex partners in five-star hotels? So basically, she's gaslighting this this woman. It's giving a little bit of hate because you threw in the five-star hotel. It's giving you should have picked me. It's giving, why wasn't I a sex slave? Did he call me? Yeah. Like, what? That was nasty. That was real nasty. It was very inappropriate. And to suggest that there's no way that she could be a victim is, that's disgusting because I believe that Paula is a mother. Mm. I don't know if she has any daughters. I'm going to go look it up after this. But if she has a daughter, for her to say, how could you be a victim at the age of 19? I am going to be 40 next year and I can still be victimized right now today. If I tell someone no and they don't stop. So there's no age limit to being a victim. That's disgusting. And at 19, your frontal lobe isn't even developed. Get out of here. You don't even make that good What were you doing at 19? That's what I want to know, Paula. I'm about to really look you up. See, this is what happens when you come out saying these things. (laughs) Same with Vivica. Same with Vivica. (laughs) This is what happens. It's like you, now we got to look you up. No, not Kat. But people did look up Kat. Same with Kat. So, side note. Side note, you know Cat had to run a 40, like, the next day because he said in the interview that he could run a 40 in four seconds. Did he do it? He did it. I People were like, oh, oh, can't do that. He's so old. He can't. And he went out there I and he it. did it. I love to see it. Shutting y'all I'm down. I'm going to his next uh, show. Next show. I'm definitely trying to get tickets. Yeah, for sure. All right. We got a lot of stuff on here, but we I do. feel like we're running. We are. I don't even know I, into... what time it is. We're talking about friendship today, though. Um, Friendship and just relationships ending. um, And I think this is an appropriate time to have this conversation Mm -hmm. because we're at the beginning of a brand new year. I feel very much so like this. There's new energy. Mm -hmm. 2023 was such trash that so many of us are looking forward to all the newness that the new year will bring. And for a lot of us, that's going to be some new people, some new energy, which means out with the old, in with the new, in with the new, and so today's conversation is when to cut ties with people. Like, how do you know when it's over? What are the red flags that you should be looking out for? And we're talking about friendship specifically because we talk a lot about romantic relationships, mm-hmm. but you are like the friend, friend. Hi. So I think that this is just the perfect conversation um, to have. So let's start with like red flags Mm -hmm. of what are some signs, Carmen? Have you ever experienced anything where maybe the relationship blew up Mm -hmm. and then hindsight being 2020, you can look back and be like, "Mm, I knew something was wrong when X, Y, Z happened. Like what are some of those red flags? It's so crazy because I'm actually going through a friend break breakup right now. Are you? Um, And I told my mom this the other day and I said, you know, I should have, seen this when it was happening and one of the things that um i suggest everybody look out for is watch out how your friend treats other people Mm. right so they may not be doing the thing to you in the moment because they're your friend 
But watch how they behave when they get upset. Watch how they behave when they get mad, when they feel betrayed. Are they the type that want to get people back? They're vindictive kind of people. Are they the people that talk about people behind their backs when this, that, and the third? If your friend is like that, more than likely they're going to do the same thing to you when y'all fall out. Um, So I definitely experienced that. I had a friend who, if somebody did her wrong, she want to get revenge. She want to do this. She want to do that. And when our friendship fell apart, it's like, I want to get revenge. She is who she is. My husband says how you do anything is how you do everything. Wow. So you wanted to get revenge on them. And me at my big age, I was don't want to get revenge on me. Were you? Yeah, I was like, because you, it's, again, you never think that your friend, it's it's like when you're married, right? And then Mm. somebody gets to, you know, you go through a divorce and you're like, damn, he was the person person? I was married to this whole time? Yeah, wow. Um, How long have y'all been friends? Ah, uh, fifteen years. Fifteen. So, years. so over the fifteen years, you've seen her doing some of the things she's doing now to other people. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it, and so those are the kind of things that I think you just want to kind of pay attention to. Like, uh, is she how? Like again, how does she behave when she's upset? How does she behave when she's angry? When she's mad? When she's feeling threatened? Or you know. What is that energy When things like? aren't going well. Yeah, exactly. everybody's cool. Everybody's mm-hmm. nice. Everybody's tons of fun when we're having fun. Mm-hmm. But when we disagree, and it's like a romantic relationship, like the true test of your relationship is those disagreements. Because when it's the honeymoon, everything is good. But yep. when we disagree on something, can we bounce back? Are you mad? Are you vindictive? Are you fighting? You know, are you hitting below the belt? Mm-hmm. Those types of things, I think, um, to make note of. And to your point, you know the type of friend that you have. If your friend is ready to fight, for you at every turn. You don't think she's going to want to fight you? Oh, my God. Turn around and bop you upside the head. I mean, come on. Make it make sense. (laughs) Like, we got to use our common sense and not get so caught up in our emotions or thinking that we're different. Mm Because that's the thing, too. We're like, oh, she wouldn't do me like that. that. She would never. And then, baby, she did it. Did it twice. She did it. So, yes, that's definitely a good one. I think, too, a lot of y'all homegirls are secretly haters. Oops. If your friend is never happy for you, like if you feel bad sharing good news, Mm -hmm. that's a sign that this isn't a real friend. That's a sign that eventually the covert hateration is going to be over. Like eventually she's not going to be able to hide it anymore and it's just going to come out. It's just going to come seeping out of her pores. Yeah, so somebody who's never happy for you or I've experienced someone who's never happy. (laughs) <laughs> let me tell you the difference. Let me tell you the difference because it's the difference. That's a good one. Someone who is never happy for you, that's like, okay, I just got this new client. I'm so excited, but mm-hmm. I know she's not going to be happy, so I'm not going to share it. That's mm-hmm. one thing. Somebody who's never happy is like, girl, we done made plans. We're going to meet up tonight, and you get here, and you got a funky attitude. Yes. And then we make plans next week, and we get here, and you still got a funky attitude. And then you call me two weeks from now, and I get on the phone, and your energy is off, and you still got a funky attitude. Somebody who is literally never happy, like you never in a good mood. Yeah, you ain't you never, never having no a good, good day. You ain't never having a good day. <laughs> I can't be around you because eventually that negativity is going to come, Mm -hmm. like, it's going to rub off on you. And those people tend to always want you to, like, participate Mm -hmm. in it. Like, they want you to be sad and down. Yeah, downtrodden with them. And it's like, girl, I got stuff to do. I think, too, for for me at least, this person, um, I think you end up staying in those relationships because it's people who you've been friends with for Mm -hmm. so long. Because... A lot of the things, it's like you've seen this bad behavior. You've noticed these patterns, but you have this 
connection or this affinity to this person because you've known them for 10 years, for 20 years or whatever. And so you're willing to like put up with it. But I think as you are growing and evolving and elevating and just becoming a better person, it's harder Mm -hmm. to make excuses for bad behavior. So those are some things you definitely want to look out for. Absolutely. So the next one is goals and desires and morals are just not in alignment. So the things that you desire out of your life, the things you're trying to achieve, you guys are not in alignment. Now, I do have a question about this Mm -hmm. one. What are your thoughts on on maybe being friends with someone who is working their way up? Someone who may not be in a position that you are, um, but you see that they have potential, but they might not necessarily be working towards that right now. I don't pick my friends based on their professions, based on the money they have, based on their financial status, based on how many followers they have on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't choose friends based on those things and I have friends that are actually the majority of people who I would consider like my friend like a real friend Mm -hmm. not somebody who you might see me with a picture in a picture with on Instagram but a real friend none of them do what I do none of them are entrepreneurs none of them are aspire right even to do the things that I do so I think that you know opposites attract or whatever i think a lot of times you can have complementary relationships but i think that someone who's committed to like being a bum can't be my (laughs) friend right that's something different you don't have to aspire to be yeah a superwoman but if you are okay with like the struggle life or you have all this baggage and stuff then no Mm -mm. what about you i have i have I'm kind of on the fence. Um, I know I say that all the time, but I am on the fence about it just because I'm thinking back to a friendship where she was a go-getter. She was an entrepreneur. She was um, positive. She was fun. She was all of those things that you would look for in a friend, loyal. She wasn't a hater. But in terms of... I, I don't want to put... I'm trying to say say it in a way where I'm not putting out all the business so people can't put two and two together. But uh, she had a bit of a habit. I'll say that. Okay? And... No, Carmen. What? The journalist in me needs to what? know what kind of habit this is. <laughs> what? No. It wasn't drugs. It wasn't drugs. What was it? But it was a bad habit. I'll just say that. And, you know, with that being said, I tried to talk to her about it. Like, hey, this is not a good look. You know, this was... Was she a whore? No. Okay. Mm -mm, She she wasn't a whore. Um, But I was like, hey, this is not a good look, blah, blah, blah. And she really just bit my head off about it. And so I even went to therapy about it, talked to my therapist, like, okay, did I approach this wrong? How should I approach this situation? This is really tough. And I did what the therapist said, came back. She bit my head off again. So I'm one of those people that you get like two and a half tries with me when I'm like being the one to apologize and and try and do all that good stuff. So around about two and three-fourths time, I was like, you know what? After this, that's when I went off. I was like, well, we ain't friends no more. Um... And I say all that to say the reason the furniture broke up wasn't because of anything she was necessarily doing to me, but it was what she had going on in her life. And I just was like, I can't hang out with you if you're going to be doing this. Without telling us specifically, because I'm not understanding. I feel like the people watching are going to be like, girl, what is it? Because was it affecting you? Was it affecting how people would look at you for being associated with? Yes. It was. It basically she was. um, 
doing the most. Girl, did she watch the show? Is she gonna watch this? She was doing the most. She was just doing the most. And I thought it was a bad look for her. And so um, it was affecting a lot of things, like how she would do business. It was affecting, like, her relationships. She would always show up late to places. It was just a lot going on. And so I'm like... I can't be hanging out in this environment. Like, you draining me with all of this stuff. It was just too much. And so I tried to bring that to her, and she just really wasn't feeling it. So to put it all in a bow, it wasn't her necessarily or the things that she was doing to me, but it was stuff she had going on in her own life that I felt was going to seep over into our friendship. I told y'all that I cut off a friend for being a whore before. So I wholeheartedly agree that if someone's (laughs) personal decisions Ooh. are affecting you you're the only one that can protect yourself at the end of the day yeah that girl's horrible decisions wow <laughs> good one Cole. i really cracked myself up good but her one. horrible decisions were actually affecting me because people were starting to think that that's that how you I, got yeah down. they were starting to believe that that was me too so i don't think that you're wrong if it you know i'm, st- I'm gonna ask you off camera what it really is because okay. I, I am so you're curious. curious i'm so curious but I think that if it's actually affecting you, mm-hmm. then, yeah. And even if it's not, if it's something that you just don't agree with, this is your life. Yeah. And you have the right to say, I have to cut ties and separate myself, even if I can't even put my finger on it. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. But something makes me feel uncomfortable. I think Agreed. we have to be trusting enough, you know, in ourselves to know that this is just not a good situation. Because we say use your intuition with men. But you got to use your intuition with friends, too. Absolutely. So we cut them off, right? Let's just say we decide, okay, cut them off. We got to move on. Let's talk about moving on maturely because that is where the grown woman-ish comes in. Yes. Because somebody like me, I hold grudges. I'm not necessarily, like, I don't want to pull up and fight you. Mm. I'm not going to talk about you online. I'm not going to tell anybody your business. I'm not going to do, do things like that, mm-hmm. but I ain't fucking with you no more. You yeah. know, like, you're just somebody I used to know at mm-hmm. this point, and mm-hmm. I'm going to stand ten toes down on that. I don't know if that's the most mature thing to do. I don't well, know. But let's talk about it. Let's talk yeah. about moving on maturely. Like, okay. what do you do when you decide, okay, this is over? So, you take your L. You just take your L as a lesson learned. What did you learn from the experience? Um, kind of run it back in your in your mind. Mm-hmm. Do a little replay. Figure out what went wrong, what went right, um, that kind of thing. Um, but I'm a big fan of taking your L. I'm not the girl. You don't really have no choice. Yeah, yeah but some people, like we talked about before, they, they get vindictive. They don't know how to take an L. They don't well, know. Well, taking the L, you're going to take the L regardless. Yeah. But turning that L, that loss, into a lesson, I think is the big thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. did you learn from this versus I'm just pissed off mad? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did you actually take that you can use to avoid this in the future? Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. Just um, And self-reflection is not always the other person. That. Sometimes you, most of the time, you probably play a little bit of a well, you role. You definitely played a, yeah. played a role in it. And I think so often we get so caught up in our, not our, um, our feelings, like mm-hmm. our idea of what happened that we don't ever even consider how that person side. was feeling. Yeah, what they were going through, how they were feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes you can consider all of those things and still have to cut them off and move oh, on. Oh, yeah, just because you can consider the other side or just because even, like I said, in my most recent breakup, I can totally see her other side. But what I can't see is everything that followed after that, mm-hmm. like the reactions, just because you have this feeling doesn't mean that we have to go about it in this way. That part. Um, I think something that I have been notorious for, and it's really helped me in romantic relationships, mm-hmm. but even in 
anytime I end a relationship, period, you know, basically, is cutting ties completely and this day and age that looks like unfollowing, right, mm-hmm. on social platforms. So I will unfollow people even if we have not, like, broken up as friends. If you post something and I it makes me feel bad or I, you know, am like, oh, why did this come across on timeline? I'll unfollow you not because <laughs> I never want to talk to you again, but just because you don't want to see I don't want to see what you're posting. That doesn't necessarily mean that I never want to talk to you again or that I don't like you or whatever. But in this case, when we truly have decided that this relationship is not going to continue, I think cutting ties completely, eliminating them from mm-hmm. your your um, your environment. So if I don't like you or if I've decided that I'm mad at you or whatever. Why do I want to see you? Like, yeah. why do I want to see your stuff? Why do I want to know what you got going on? Why do I want to be reminded that you didn't pissed me off? So for me, part of me moving on maturely is like eliminating that part of my life. That's a good point. I don't do that. That is so funny. <laughs> That's a good point. Not me. No, what? I don't. I just don't. Um, me and my husband had this talk the other day. Um, and I was like, you know what? I don't unfollow people that, I don't, um, that I've had fallen outs with. I just don't. Um, and I don't know why. I just don't. Do you th- still engage with them or you just no, don't unfollow? I just don't unfollow them. Um, now I have blocked a couple of people, but the only reason I blocked them is because they really just were problematic, like just real problematic people. Mm-hmm. But if I fall out with you and we really have no words, we didn't have no fist to cuss, you ain't steal no money from me or, you know, try to come on to my husband. Um, I, Sure, look at my stories, look at my posts, look well, at what I'm, I'm doing. I'm not going to block you, but I'm not fo- You can follow me, but I'm not following you, because get out of here. I have this one girl that follows me that hates my guts. Oh, my gosh, she hates me so bad. Uh, we had a falling out maybe two or three years ago. And to this day, she still looks at every single story I post. Hey, girl, how you doing? Get your I ass mean, out of here, girl. I mean, she looks at every single post. And I, and I often wonder to myself, why? Haven't you unfollowed me? See, but that's what I'm saying, Carmen. I, you are not going to get the joy of thinking that I'm still locked and loaded and tuned in and subscribed to your <laughs> shit. I am so far gone. You are the last thing on my mind. Like, I am on to the next, and I want you to know. I want you to come to my account, and I want you to see that it says follow and not follow back. Uh-huh. I want you to know that I have <laughs> moved the hell on. Goodbye. You are somebody I used to know. Okay, so moral of the story, get them squares up out your circle. Get them out. If you know that you are dealing with people, interacting with people, spending time with people that are not in alignment with where you see yourself going, it is up to you to keep your space safe. Mm-hmm. Let's get into Dear Auntie. Let's. You want to take the first one? Sure. Dear Auntie, I've been dating this guy for a little less than six months now. We aren't exclusive, but we see each other a lot. We also have a lot of sex. Okay, girl, I guess we need that detail. I'm starting to get worried that he isn't interested in a relationship because he hasn't said anything about being serious for a while. How can I find out if he's for real? Brianna. Mm. Well, you've been dating him for six months. I think that's quite a while to be dating someone and them never mentioning a serious relationship. What do you think? I mean... Six months is a is a little minute, right? Six months is a yes. I agree. I agree that if, especially with the a lot of sex detail, yeah. If y'all are having a lot of sex, as if y'all are in a relationship, and he's not mentioned a relationship, mm-hmm. then yes, that's concerning. Yeah. So six months to me at this point in time, 
he's probably, if I'm being real with you, Brianna, he's taking you on a ride. He's trying to see how literally. long he can ride this ride until you tell him to get off. Um, literally. Literally. So <laughs> at this point, I would say if you really want to know, ask him. Uh, he may or may not tell you the truth. You need to use your judgment. And I think all of us women have that women's intuition that really lets us know what the truth actually is. Even if he says something and you think it's not true, go with your gut. Uh, but I'll tell you from an auntie's perspective, a man who is screwing you for six months and hasn't taken you on a date, hasn't offered uh, to take you to int um, introduce you to his friends or his family or even um, brought up the idea of you all being serious. To me, he's just there for the fun. Brianna, I think you already knew the answer to the question <laughs> when you type this up. <laughs> But Auntie Ko is going to tell you what to do. Uh-oh. Okay? If you want to know if this young man is serious about you, mm. stop having sex. Bingo. Make up a reason why. Tell him you decided to be abstinent. The good Lord came to you in your dreams and told you to hang it up, you got close them legs. You got the baptized. Weekend. Put on your chastity belt and have that conversation with him. Tell him that you have decided that as a use God, okay, use God. As a strong as a, Christian as woman. As a woman of God, I have just been thinking about the decisions that I've been making and I want to move. This could all be a lie, Brianna, okay? And it probably <laughs> is a lie. But you're going to tell him this simply because... You want to see his reaction. Mm -hmm. Now, you're not just going to tell him this and then not actually do it. So my advice is to tell him this and take like a week off. A week off. We're not having sex this week. Now, you're not going to tell him we're not having sex this week. Yeah, but you're not. going to have him believe that you're abstaining from sex. You can tell him it's going to be till you get married. You can tell him it's for six months. You can tell him it's for a year. Make up a timeline. But you want to see his true reaction yep. if he starts making excuses why he can't hang out why he's too busy why he not answering the phone why he not calling you then you know that you've just wasted six years and do it in person do it in person yeah because you want to see the facial expressions you want to see the body language don't give him time to text you yeah back don't give response. him time to think about Send it. it to his homeboys and ask what he should say yeah. nope on the spot on the spot have that conversation if he is not man enough to have a conversation with you about getting into a committed relationship then you be woman enough to have a conversation with him mm -hmm. about abstaining from sex and Absolutely. write us back let us know how yeah, it goes let us know dear auntie i've been friends with my Ooh, best friend is in quotes here uh -oh. with my best friend for my whole life. But I'm starting to feel like she's more of a childhood friend than just my best friend or than just my then my best friend. Like maybe we are only still friends because because we've known each other so long. I kind of feel like we are two completely different people and we are just holding on because we always have. Do you think I should try to put more into the relationship? Let it be. Let it go. Help me, aunties, Sydney. Well, I feel like we, that's a perfect question for today's conversation. It definitely is. Um, I think evaluating your relationship in comparison to your current status, like mm -hmm. your, where you are in life, not necessarily your status, like whether you're right. single or married, but just who you are in this moment. Because I do think that we get comfortable, not just with people, but we get comfortable with situations, mm -hmm. we get comfortable with jobs, we we just get comfortable based on what we are accustomed to. And so if you've been friends with somebody since elementary school, if y'all have not had any real reason or disagreement or major blow up, y'all are probably still friends. Yeah. Do you necessarily have to 
hold this person in your best friend position, I don't necessarily know. Because most people put a lot of weight on their best friend. How do you remove somebody out of the best friend category? I think it naturally happens. I think you're not talking as much. I think you're not sharing as much because Mm -hmm. you're not talking as much. You maybe live in different places, so you're not having that daily or weekly interaction. Mm-hmm. So I think you naturally just kind of grow just apart, happens. but you feel bad because you've known this person for so long and they used to be a best friend. You don't want to tell them they're not your best friend no more. Yeah. So I think it gets tricky. It gets awkward. Yeah. I think if it hasn't blown up, if there's nothing like no bad blood, then I don't think you need to go tell the girl we're not best friends no more. Yeah. It, it doesn't really happen. And to, and to be honest friendships um go up and down Mm -hmm. there's ebbs and flows like i have friends like this that i've been um friends with since high school and we're still friends but at that time we were best friends quote unquote um there were periods of time when we didn't talk for years um then we came back and you know like nothing happened Mm -hmm. like nothing changed um actually i'm gonna meet a couple of them next weekend when i go back home and you know we all gonna get together so um and one of those friends now i would consider to be a best friend but two years ago i didn't so i think too um in friendships um there are changes as Mm -hmm. we go through different stages in our lives so um i wouldn't say counter out just yet if she's been a good friend to you like auntie co said no really no reason to fall out um i say let it be but don't feel bad if you have another best friend. I think that's part of it, too. When you yeah. meet somebody else and it's like, but that's supposed to be my best friend. But I really am spending more time. Like, I really have more of a friendship with this person, but mm-hmm. I'm still holding on to that person. So I think it's just like an internal struggle sometimes yeah. of, like, is she taking her position? Your best friend probably got her own best friend now anyway. You know, most <laughs> of the time, right. that person then replaced you, too. So don't feel bad. Just keep it cordial, I guess. Keep it cute. Keep it cute. All right. So our last question Dear Auntie, my boyfriend and I have been dating for a year now. We are both 26. We have talked about marriage and he thinks he should move in together first or that we should move in together first. I kind of agree, but my mom thinks it's a bad idea. Do you think it will ruin our relationship if we live together? Erica. Ooh, that's a good question. Have you ever lived with a man prior to marriage? I have. Um... Two men, two of my serious boyfriends, and then my ex-fiance. Um, well, anyway, so with that being said, I did, and I didn't, I don't think really any negative consequences came about from living with um, my ex. Um, do I recommend it? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I hesitated to say that, but I'm going to say yes. I think you should live with... Uh, whoever it is that you're looking to be serious with mm-hmm. um, because there's so many things that change when you start living with <laughs> your significant other. Um, you really get to know them a lot better, mm-hmm. um, whether it's their cleanliness habits, whether it's their attitude, attitude their, their sleeping habits, mm-hmm. their uh, all those things that I think are really important to get to know before you marry somebody. So I would say, yeah, I know the old school aunties might not agree, but that's kind of the- how that work out for them. So <laughs> I am a hundred percent going to be in agreement. I am pro shacking. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think shacking up saved my life. Okay. When I was previously engaged, I knew this man was crazy. My gut told me something's wrong here, but my ring finger told me we already engaged. Let's keep it yeah, moving. We done sent out the invitations. We going to go on and do this thing. Mm-hmm. If we had not lived together and I literally saw all the sides of him from sun up mm-hmm. to sundown, if I had not seen all of it, 
I would have still convinced myself that, oh, it'll be okay. Or, oh, it's, you That's know, I could have still made excuses about things that I wanted to just not believe. But seeing it live in color from sundown to sundown, like, you can't hide <laughs> your truth. At Maybe. some point, I'm going to know the real you. Yes, sir. And if I had not seen the real him, I probably would have went through with it, would have been divorced shortly after, would have mm-hmm. had a divorce on my record like a like a case, so like what a charge. Was the thing, so what were some of the things that you Girl, saw? Girl, I think, so I thought what I said at, in my 24-year-old brain was that he was bipolar. Mm-hmm. No shade to anyone who, who truly deals with bipolar disorder. I just didn't know anything else. Yeah. That's just what I... This man is crazy. He's flashing. Mm-hmm. He yeah. woke up pissed that the be sky that. is blue. He's bipolar. That's mm-hmm. just what I said. Again, I apologize for my ignorance. Post us breaking up, I bumped into one of his friends who told me that he was doing drugs. He was doing cocaine. I'm 24. I ain't never seen no cocaine. I don't know nobody who do cocaine. I don't know the side effects of cocaine. I don't know how you act when you're doing cocaine. I would not have known <laughs> so that's that this where man his is on drugs. Behavior issues that's came where, from? Part some of, of it. Some of them. He had some issues. Was he bipolar? I don't really know. But he had some issues. He was abusive. He was just a crazy person. Yeah. But you can act right for a two-hour date. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You could pull it together for a uh-huh. weekend vacation. You cannot pretend when you are under the same roof with Not someone for, for, an hours, for an extended period of time. Hours. Yeah, so Erica, I say y'all go ahead and move in. Forget your mama. What's her relationship status? What is she? I'm sorry. Ooh. I don't know your mama, but and I, y'all ooh. need to be checking these mamas, though, because some of these mamas you're taking relationship advice from don't have no relationship of their own, or they ruin the relationship they had, or they ain't never been in one. So hmm. consider the source, even if it's your mama. These sources who have been there and mm-hmm. done that and experienced both sides, sources. both sides of it, good and bad, I would say that shacking up saved my life. So yeah. take that info and do with it what you will. No, I think we are in 100% agreement. Check us out agreeing right like there. twice today. Yeah, at the end. What do you know? Two times. It's a record. <laughs> y'all, what do y'all think? We disagreed on so much stuff that we would love for you to let us know <laughs> down below what y'all takeaway was, what you thought about. Look, you could comment on the Megan Good. You could comment on Auntie O. Yeah. Okay, we would still love to talk to you, oh, Auntie O. Yes, we Don't would. cancel us for my comments. Um, <laughs> and And I would also like to say, if you are a business owner and you have some fly-ish, I'm tired of dressing myself. I am too. It's It's a struggle. Picking out these outfits. Send us some outfits, y'all, please. Goodness gracious. Specifically, if you are a black woman, we would love to support. Even if you're not, you can send them our way. But black women, we we down for y'all. Okay, We We are riding 10 toes down. We would love to shop with y'all. Well, not shop. We want y'all to sponsor some stuff. We appreciate it. But we would love to support. DearAuntiePod at gmail.com is where you can hit us up. If you would like to submit questions, you can definitely send those there as well. Make sure you stay connected on Instagram at DearAuntieTV. Subscribe. Follow, share this episode, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.